It was like, man, we just dove, rode in, dove or dived or whatever right in last night. Hallelujah. So tonight, the first thing we're going to do is let's let's have us let's soak a little before the Lord. Let's spend a just a few minutes, just one song's worth. Hallelujah. Let's just be getting the presence of God and soak in His presence. And so I'm going to pray, and then we'll just uh, we'll just dim the lights and soak for a minute, and then we'll uh, go on to other things for tonight. But we are going to focus on prayer tonight. Even though it's our regular Wednesday night service, we're going to keep the focus going towards prayer. Father, we come before you in the name of Jesus. We magnify and worship your holy and righteous name, and we thank you for the privilege of what you have called us to this week. Lord, that you would entrust us with this responsibility and this anointing and this purposeful time of prayer. We are so grateful. Father, we uh, ask you for the anointing to pray tonight. Lord, let the Holy Spirit pray through us tonight that the will of God would be accomplished in Tuscaloosa County, in the earth. And Lord, we give you the glory for that. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Lord, it's such a privilege to know you. And Lord, we've come also tonight to soak in your presence. Lord, fill us fresh and new with the Holy Spirit. Those that are tired, refresh. Those that are weary and well-doing, encourage. Those that, oh, hallelujah. Mm. Those that have had their minds on other things. And let the enemy has distracted and pulled off and pulled aside. Lord, we ask you to give them fresh focus tonight. Even in this time of soaking, we give you the praise and the glory in Jesus' name. Amen.
Glory to God. We praise you, Lord. We magnify you. Glory. We magnify and exalt your holy name. Thank you for your love. Thank you that you are our Father. Thank you for Jesus. Thank you for the Holy Spirit. We love you, Lord God. We praise your name forever. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, it's not easy to come out of His presence, is it? Amen. I wanted to talk a little bit. Uh, we're going to pray tonight. And you did get a prayer sheet, I trust. If you didn't, raise your hand and Usher will give you a prayer sheet. We're not talking. I'm not going to talk about those right now. So if you could refrain from reading right now. Hallelujah. Uh, I want to turn to Hebrews 1130. Turn in your word. Hebrews 11.30 is the theme scripture that the Lord spoke to me about the week of prayer. After He had uh, laid it on our heart that we would have a week of prayer here at Word of Life Church, well, He, um, as I was preparing for that and meditating, and, and I started several weeks ahead of time, three or four weeks ago I started knowing it was coming. And uh, this scripture... And uh, God just, draw, I was reading in my daily Bible reading from Hebrews chapter 11, and this scripture jumped off the page at me, and I knew that he was talking about this week. In verse 30, it says, By faith the walls of Jericho fell down after they were compassed about seven days. And so uh, from that scripture, I realized that we were to have seven days of prayer. Originally, Pastor and I had said, well, we'll go about five days, and we've done that before. And so I knew that we were to go seven days, and uh, and I knew that there were there had been. It is so obvious that there has been a war, a battle that it you, it, you don't even you'd have to be blind both eyes and couldn't see out of the other, even in your natural eyes. If you couldn't see anything spiritually, you would know there's been a great war against this word, against the this church, against the glory. Uh, and just a very, you know, a battle. And there's been uh, things that blocked and things that hemmed us in and things that um, uh, uh, is the scripture even says there walls in the spirit. And so as in our act of obedience to do what he said, which was pray seven days, because... God is totally victorious. Jesus has already won the victory. Amen. We've already won. But in our acts of obedience, God uh, enforces and reveals the victory, and the victory is manifest in the earth by His children obeying Him and doing what He says to do, which was seven days of prayer. And... Uh, Hallelujah. And we knew it'd be a stretch for us, but we need to learn to stretch. I mean, don't you think that Christians should be able to pray seven days? I mean, I think so. I believe, you know, they used to have six-week revivals not that many years ago. Brother Hagin, he didn't think you could have a good meeting. In, in fact, he said you didn't even hardly get going until the second or third week. 
the end of the second week or into the third week. And that's really true. And one reason we don't get a lot done in, our, in the body of Christ today is because we won't go long enough. We won't press long enough to get a breakthrough into, in, in our services, our revivals, and so forth. And uh, some of that's kind of coming back. I've heard of some going on lately that lasted longer. And so uh, you're going to get more if you do that. And, uh, and so I believe that there's personal, there'll be personal blessing. We've talk, Every night I've tried to talk about prayer a little. And I, there's personal blessing in prayer. In fact, the prayer always gets blessed two ways. They, first of all, the blessing you get is you get answered prayer. Secondly, the blessing you get is there is a blessing that God gives or a reward just for the fact that you prayed. Hallelujah. So you're, there's blessings on us for praying. Um, so I, I wanted to point out, and I, well, I'll do that later. Let me go on. I want to talk tonight a little bit about sowing prayer seeds. How that when you pray, you are actually sowing seeds. And those seeds come up in multitudes of ways, uh, but they come up in your own life too. And we'll turn to Psalm 126, which is a psalm talking about prayer many times when we pray i know we 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 do weep and it says uh, in verse 5 they that sow in tears shall reap in joy he that goeth forth and weepeth bearing precious seed shall doubtless come again with rejoicing bringing his sheaves with him and so uh praise god we read one scripture this week, and I really like it in Matthew 6, where it says uh, that uh, he that prayeth and, and even goes into the secret place in prayer, God will reward him openly. There is an open reward for being a prayer. Hallelujah. And so, uh, so that's part of that seed sowing and that harvest. Turn to Luke 13. And, and, and I think when we go to prayer, we need to keep in mind, you know, we have to keep ourselves encouraged in prayer. You can get weary in prayer. You can get, you can, and you have to keep yourself encouraged in prayer. And you have to keep yourself um, motivated. And one way to stay motivated is to see yourself as I'm sowing seed in the earth. And seed does not come up overnight. Some seeds take even longer to, to come to fruition than others. And so if you will see yourself, though, as a seed sower, and, and, and then you will know that I'm going to get a harvest. Because see, the whole kingdom, and we're fixing to read the scriptures that tell that. Luke, um, Luke 13, 18. Then said he, unto what is the kingdom of God like? And whereunto shall I resemble it? It is like a grain of mustard seed which a man took and cast into his garden, and it grew and waxed in a great tree, and the fowls of the air lodged in the branches of it. Hallelujah. So the whole kingdom of God is like sowing a seed, and eventually it becomes a great tree. So your prayers may seem insignificant tonight, but it, you, it, it's going to grow a tree. And if you sow bad seeds, in, like in confessing horrible things, it's going to grow a tree. <laughs> Hallelujah. But we're growing trees in our prayers. Mark 4, 
26, and I like to think about we're growing trees of righteousness. The Bible says the word does not return void. And so when we keep our prayers focused on the word of God, and Brother Hagin taught us that if you praying without the word of God is like praying in the dark. You have to pray the word. Even though the Lord said we're gonna that these walls are gonna come down from seven after seven days of prayer, that there's gonna be walls coming down in the spirit realm. These are all spiritual walls, understand. We don't fight the wall. One reason we don't fight the walls, Jesus already won. So there's no need for us to fight, but we speak the word. That's what we do is we speak the word and we praise because praise is a hallelujah. In fact, this scripture is is talking about Jericho and they walked around the city of Jericho one time a day for seven days, on the seventh or six days and on the seventh day, seven times. And uh, hallelujah and the praisers and the trumpeters and you know. Glory. So we don't we don't fight the walls. And you know, we get messed up when we start fighting the devil. And I tell you something else, we get discouraged. And when we speak the word, the word does not return void, and the word also changes us. It changes our situation, but it also changes us. And as we speak the word, faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God, and our faith is increased. And you start fighting the devil, and first of all, uh, you'll get discouraged. Hallelujah. And besides, you're just beating air. You're wasting your time. Because unless you're operating in discerning of spirits, you're just, you don't know what you're fighting for. I mean, and I've all, we've all done that. I heard Joyce Meyer say one time, I bound, I loosed, I cursed, I... Mm. You know, because like when we get over in that area, and usually we get there because we're just, you know, in a tizzy. And, uh, you know, it's like we don't know what where the devil is, but we think he might be there. And so we just start saying everything we can think of and kicking and thrashing and hallelujah. And when we get through, we don't know if we won. But when we speak the word, hallelujah. I like Brother Copeland said, you can defeat the devil with the begats. He hates the begats even. He'll run when you start speaking and and declaring the word. So we're just here tonight with this prayer sheet we use. We're just going to declare the word. That's all. We're going to declare the word and decree things. We're just going to decree. We decree this over Tuscaloosa County. We decree that over this church. We decree this over this and that. Over our nation. Hallelujah. Because we've been given authority. Amen. Okay, uh, did I we, did we read Mark? No, we just went there. Okay, verse 26. It says, And he said, So is the kingdom of God as if a man should cast seed into the ground and should sleep and rise night and day, and the seed should spring forth up, he knoweth not how. For the earth bringeth forth fruit of herself, first the blade, then the ear, then the full corn in the ear. That's an important part to realize, that last part about first the blade, then the ear, then the full corn in the ear. Because we live in an instant society and we want, we want cornbread today. And we don't get, you know, but we need to learn to get excited when we see a blade. 
and know and just keep on and just keep on. The, one of the greatest secrets of prayer is merely perseverance. Just keep on, just keep on, because I'm telling you what, you cannot lose with the word. And so you, but, but the way the devil gets us to lose is to get us to quit. If we, if we'll quit, he'll win in our lives. He's not going to win ultimately. God wins ultimately. But, but if we quit, if we let up, uh, and we need when we have the greatest problems, Lisa's when we got to double up. And Pastor tells me something. You know, if I ever like complain to him, he'll say, "Put the pressure on the word. Put the pressure on the word." Hallelujah. And and the Lord spoke to us, and He said uh, for finances to put the pressure on the word in March. Hallelujah. So, man, we've been putting the pressure on the Word. Not on people, on not, but just on the Word. Hallelujah. It's the Word that produces. Hallelujah. You may, you may have a financial need that you don't nobody, know anybody in this world that could fix it. You are, none of your kinfolks got that much money. Hallelujah. But the Word, and the Word will make a way. And the word will, hallelujah. And it may be the blade, and then the ear, and then the corn, and then the full corn in the ear. Is that, is that, is that right? I think I did. John 12, 24. Hallelujah. You know, uh, sometimes when we're starting out, I don't know why I feel I, this came up in my heart, but as I was saying that, it did. It's like uh, we expect cornbread. You know, we pray and we have a need and we expect cornbread. I was remembering back, uh, just the Lord reminded me of when we were in Seagraves, Texas, and we uh, bought a house in Seminole because the Lord spoke to us. Nobody else knew it yet, but he told us we was going to be pastors of the church in Seminole, Texas. And so uh, we, we put $2,500 escrow money down on a house in Seminole, and uh, we needed to sell our house. We got approved for the loan contingent on the sale of our house in Seagraves, so we put it up for sale. And uh, so it rocked along. We had 90 days to fulfill the contract. And man, it was up to day 87, you know, and we're like, God, and we're praying. And, and of course, we're real new in this. We just got baptized in the Holy Spirit in 1980, and that was 82. And uh, so uh, Michael's dad came, and he said, now, I'll, I'll buy the house from you so you can go ahead and get your house, and then you can have some time to sell it. Because he, he could just do that, just get his out of his farm line. And... Uh, and so we, but, but we said, you know, that can't be God. That can't be God because we wanted cornbread. It's like, and God just wanted to say, well, you know, your faith might not be big enough for cornbread, but we can get this blade until I can get you this blade until I can get you the corn. And, and so we called a man we just barely met. We met him at a full gospel. But we didn't have anybody to ask. We didn't have a pastor. We didn't know who to ask. Well, we did have a pastor, actually, but we didn't want to tell him we're moving to Seminole because we're going to be the pastors of the church you're pastoring. And so, you know, we couldn't ask him, and uh, we didn't know anybody else to ask. 
is this God. So we called this man that we had seen at Full Gospel Business. Man, he didn't even know who we were. And we just told him who we were, and we would saw him at the Full Gospel Business men. And, and somebody had wrote him a check for $25,000 at the Denny's. We thought anybody that can believe that in might know something. <laughs> and so, so pastor called him, and he said, well, could this be God? for my dad to do this? And he said, of course it's God. And, uh, <laughs> and so, so we did it. And like, I think it was about three or four months later, we sold the house and uh, paid him back and everything. But you know, that's a lot of times we're just, hey, hallelujah. We got to be perseverant and just let our faith grow and keep speaking the word and keep declaring what we've seen and what we know. And not be discouraged about time because God doesn't even know it exists really. You know, He's not paying any attention to time because He's not in time, you know. And so he, he don't even, you know. And so He makes a way sometimes in some strange ways. Hallelujah. He has for us before. John 12, 24. Hallelujah. And I don't know why I said that, but anyway. Verily, verily, I say unto you, except a corn of wheat fall into the ground and die, it abideth alone. But if it die, it bringeth forth much fruit. And uh, I tell you, sometimes you're going to feel like you're dying. <laughs> Hallelujah. And we do really have to die to a lot. We have to die to ourselves. We have to die to our own desires. We have to die to our impatience. We have to die, die to having our own way. Hallelujah. I've got my own way a few times, and uh, I didn't really like it. After I, I liked it right for at the beginning, but it always turns out wrong. And then you're like, oh, God, I wish I didn't have this. Okay, um, the more you pray, the more fruit you will bear. That just makes sense, doesn't it? John 15, turn right over a couple of pages. John 15, 7 and 8. If ye abide in me, and my words abide in you, ye shall ask what ye will, and it shall be done unto you. Herein is my Father glorified that ye bear much fruit, so shall ye be my disciples. This, that, that bearing much fruit thing right there is talking about prayer fruit. It's talking about uh, asking and getting prayer fruit to your account. But there's a qualification there, and that is that you can't just ask anything you want unless the Word of God's abiding in you you got to have the Word. And that doesn't mean you read it once. That means you're, that, 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 that you, have, you have such a... You, the Word of God is built into you to a degree that you have understanding and you understand. You, you, you know the will of God because you've built the will of God into you from the Word of God. And so then when you are that way, you don't ask anything crazy... And we don't get there overnight, so we go ahead and ask. But then we, but when, but as we're growing, we have some of those things where we got something we didn't want, you know, and uh, but and it didn't bear a lot of fruit. So let me talk to you about praying for others. The more you pray for others, this is sowing seed. When you pray for others, the more you pray for others, the more pe others will pray for you. And you know, you really want others praying for you. The reason you do is because others might know how to pray better than you do. 
And besides, there's times that you may not be able to get by yourself what you need. Sometimes one can only put a thousand to flight and you need to put 10,000. So you need somebody else. So you need to have sowed a seed in the ground of praying for other people. We've got to, as the body of Christ, we've got to get rid of the I, me, and mine syndrome. I, me, and mine. I, 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 me, me, me. Oh, I like Joyce Meyer. She says, what about me? What about me? What about me? What about me? Uh, hallelujah. We've all... <laughs> Lord, okay. You know, in John 21, 6, just go over one more page or two. And I want to say about that, cast your net wide. You know, we can cast our net wider than we are. You know, we can cast our net even to pray for nations. I know when I was a young Christian just learning to pray, I didn't, it was like, you know, I read in Timothy where it says, first of all, to pray for those in authority and stuff like that. It's like, I'm sorry, God, I just got too many needs myself. <laughs> and I got too much going on. And, you know, I never thought about, well, if I'll sow a seed here, God will cause something else to happen over here. And I, I really was like, well, I'm just so busy juggling my own balls in prayer. And, you know, I can just barely get that done. By the time I pray for me and pastor in the church and, and you know, and so, uh, but if we'll cast our net wide, God will fill it. Hallelujah. And that's what it says there in John uh, 21, 6. Um, so when you sow seeds for others, in prayer, when you sow seeds in others in prayer, uh, you're depositing into your heavenly prayer account. Hallelujah. Let's go to Proverbs eleven twenty five. We won't talk much longer. We'll get to praying. But this is Wednesday night church, so I wanted you to leave fed besides prayed up. Hallelujah. Are you prayed up? My grandmother used to say, uh, somebody call her on the phone, and she got up way early. And uh, she'd tell them, I'm prayed up. <laughs> Hallelujah. In other words, she wasn't behind in prayer. But, you know, uh, Mark Brzee, who's a missionary, and now he's a pastor in Tulsa, he was one in the original class of Rama. He lived with Brother Hagen and Miss Aretha. And... Uh, the Lord spoke to him. It hadn't been that long ago. It was probably about 15 years ago. He had been going a long time. The Lord said, you're, uh, you're behind in prayer. You're behind in prayer. So he set out to catch up. We can be behind in prayer, not prayed up. Hallelujah. So um, we need to make sure... We're not letting other stuff get in the way. Proverbs eleven twenty five, it says, um, the, the, the liberal soul shall be made fat, and he that watereth shall be watered also himself. The liberal soul, so we need to be liberal with our prayers, and if we water, somebody else will water us. Hallelujah. Did you ever think about when you get dry spiritually? that maybe you hadn't been watering anybody, so that's why you're not getting watered. That could be. Think about that. Proverbs 20, verse 4. 
The sluggard will not plow by reason of the cold. Therefore shall he beg and harvest and have nothing. You know, that just talks about excuses. That's just talking about, well, the sluggard just makes excuses. Well, I don't have time, and I've got this, and I've got that. And uh, I can't pray because i got a baby. But that's not true. I already proved that wrong, so you can just forget that one. You will not convince me of that. I didn't say it was... It's not the same as the way I get to pray now. It's not the same. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. But it really ministers to your kids, your babies, if you pray while they're there, and it'll really mark them for eternity. Hallelujah. And if they hear you, even as if they're grown now or teenagers and they're in the other room and they hear you in your bedroom and your shalabatiki bro, and they hear you in there, I tell you, bless them. And it'll give them great confidence too. It'll, it'll just, I mean, they may kind of joke about it and laugh about it. I know my kids did. But on the other hand, when they, got a pro, when they had a problem and they were teenagers, they come, they come got in the bed with mama. They did. They come crawl up in the bed with me. I know one of them come crawled up in the bed with me. He's about 14 years old and said, I don't know if I'm saved. Hallelujah. And uh, so we just made sure that night. But they'll have confidence in you. And they'll, they'll run to you with their problems. At least while they're teenagers. Now, I'm not, the, the jury's still out on the, after that. But, hey, I'm still praying. I'm still confessing the word, and I had to, I've had to make some changes in my little prayer sheet because I used to say, I used to say, now my sons, Colin and Eric, they honor and obey us. Now I changed it to they honor and listen to our wisdom. <laughs> That's my new change in that because uh, they are they are they listen to our wisdom. That's my confession. Okay, so uh, you know the time to pray is now. We'll close with this. We'll talk about this. The time to pray is now. Because right now, whether you believe it or not, you have time to pray. And right, the time to pray is right now because you have ability right now. And the third reason you, is the time to, is to pray is now is because you don't have a crisis right now. Really, I don't care what you've got going on. None of you really have a crisis. And you, so you've got time, you've got ability, and you don't have a crisis. We have a friend in Houston that's fighting cancer and has been for about two years now. And he, he doesn't have time. Time is against him right now. See, there can come an attack. And he was a baptized in the Holy Ghost Christian, and I would say a man of faith in many ways, and had a great understanding of who he was in Christ, did not walk under condemnation. Probably had a revelation of that more than anybody. But he had, he had let things slip. He had gotten to a place of prosperity where, you know, if you are under the gun, you, boy, you won't miss church. <laughs> I'm telling you, if, 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 the, if the creditors are hounding, you'll be in church. You'll be praying. You'll be listening to God. Boy, you can get so committed during those times. But he got into a place of prosperity that he got casual. And the devil's meeting, y'all. 
And he doesn't say, oh, I'm not going to bother you. You're such a, you're a Christian. And uh, I mean, they're good Christian people. And, um, uh, and he uh, got to pursuing pleasure instead of pursuing God. Focus was on what can we go do to have fun instead of let's go to church. Let's serve in church. You know, some people never get in the yoke. There's a yoke that you have to get in to fulfill the call of God on your life and pull with everybody else. Hallelujah. So he got in that place, and so the devil came to steal, kill, and destroy. And so now time is working against him. He, if he doesn't win in the next three months, that's what the, I got in my heart today. He's got to win in the next three months. And he doesn't have ability right now. He is, he, number one, you get so tired physically. He's tired physically. He's on medication that makes you, you know, sleepy and, you know. Don't let yourself ever get put in that position. Now is the time to pray. Now is the time to build your foundation, to build you an ark of the Word of God. To, you know, if you are full of the Word, the devil says, I think I'll pass on that one because I won't win. And even the first year that he was sick, he, he, if he had known what he was going to be going through now, he was pretty casual about it. He was believing God, but still, you know, didn't get his, the intensity. And so now they're the intensity. Now somebody else, pastor and I, are praying. And you know what else? You know, you think, well, his wife's praying. Yeah, but she is wore flat out. And so, uh, hallelujah. And he goes to a church that's... Uh, Kind of seeker sensitive, but is it seeker sensitive? But they do call you up if you want prayer after the service. But we don't know if they know. We 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 can't figure out if they really know. He and he just went to that church since the cancer, because before that he was going to one that when he said, "Would y'all anoint me with oil?" They freaked out. Yeah. You don't want to be there when the devil comes knocking at your door. Um, so, and so he's out of time. He's running out of time. His ability is impaired. And he has a tremendous crisis. And let me tell you what the Lord said to me today as I was thinking about this. One crisis always leads to another. He got out of the car. This week he had to go get electrolytes. And elect, when your electrolytes are low, it makes you not think straight. So he just jumped out of the car without waiting for his wife to help him. Fell, hit his head on the concrete, fractured his nose, stitches over his eye. It's like one crisis just leads to another. It's like, oh my God, family. Oh Lord, help us. We must pray. Not to mention all the other junk in the world. And you know... What we sow even into this week of prayer and into this for, to Word of Life Church. You know, if there is no Word of Life Church, where's the people of Tuscaloosa going to run? But, and you say, well, I can think of a couple. I can too. I know them well. And they're fighting to just keep their head above water. Two. Fighting. 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 
And the church just gets more nonchalant and more, and you know, hallelujah, help us, Jesus. Didn't mean for, hallelujah. So let's pray tonight. And uh, let's see, here's our prayer sheet. Hebrews 11.30 is our theme. By faith, the walls of Jericho fell down after they were compassed about seven days. We're obeying God by praying seven days. But the keys, the two keys in that scripture are by faith and seven days. It's not so much about what we pray. It's not so much about being an expert in prayer and knowing exactly what to pray this week. You know, I believed God and He showed me, I think, some things to pray. But even if I didn't get it exactly right, that's not what matters. It matters that we came by faith and we're, and we're doing it seven days and we're obeying what He said. And God is not, he's, he's, he, he honors us and blesses us just because we did and so tonight we want to pray for our nation. Every night we've prayed for our nation. Sunday night we prayed for our president. Monday night we prayed for Congress. I, every time I turn on the news the last two days, I go, well, we, that's right. We were supposed to pray for that. <laughs> Congress, well, that's right. There's something else in the news about Congress. You know, we need to pray for them. Uh, and then last night we prayed for the Supreme Court. And tonight we're praying for protection from terrorism for the United States of America. And then I want us to pray tonight. Now, this is we, we're being more specific tonight for Word of Life. But we're praying for the Word of Life church families, the members and attenders. We have a basket. We can pass you around and give you a little card with a name on it. Because uh, we're praying for each family by name every week. And then do you have an Alabama prophecy sheet? If you don't, raise your hand. The ushers will give it to you. I want you to pick one prophecy and just put yourself in agreement with it. You do not have to... Uh, you know, just I, what I do is I pick out the key the key phrases. I, uh, you know, the one I'm particularly drawn to tonight, I'll just tell you. I've already, I try to look ahead of time and see so that I'll know where I'm going in prayer before I get there. And the one that I'm really drawn to here is on the last page under Alabama, the one that says voice. Full voice. And so you go where you're led. And then... Uh, the Lord told me before we started this week of prayer that we would pray out the next three months, April, May, and June. Talking about getting out ahead in prayer instead of being behind in prayer. You know, we have a relative, Michael and I do, and we'll say, well, how are y'all doing? And he says, we're just taking them as they come. I don't want to just take it as it comes. I, we got to get out there ahead in prayer and tell it how it's going to come. And tell what won't come. Hallelujah. And you need to tell some things that it won't come your way. And then you need to tell what you gotta tell you're you gotta tell what can come in your life and what you're decreeing and telling it to come. Hallelujah. So let's uh, let's stand up just for a minute and then you can sit back down or walk around or whatever you want to do. Hallelujah. We praise you, Lord God. We magnify your holy name. We bless you, O oh God. Hallelujah. We take you, honor you. We honor you. We give you the honor and the glory and the power. You are worthy, oh God. Jesus, you are the King of kings. You're King of my life. You're Lord of my life. Hallelujah. Oh God, we praise you. We praise you. We praise you. Oh, blessed be God. Blessed be the Lord God. Blessed be the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. All the glory. 
all the praise, all the honor. Hallelujah. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Oh, thank you for the blood. Thank you for the name of Jesus. Thank you for the word of God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's pray. Shalom.